Welcome to BitStorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I am Ben Slinger, and with me as always is Trevor Scott. Hello, and we have another guest. I really got to say, Ben, we are so lucky with all these guests that we've had on. I know, I think this is 12, 12 guests in a row. Something like that. So, today we have Laura Voss from Harmonious Games. Hello. Welcome to the show. Welcome. Hi. Um, so, Laura, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, for sure. I finished university at Swinburne in uh, 2015, and with a few fellow students, we started up our own company, Harmonious Games. At the start of last year, worked really hard and released our first game about, oh gee, about a month ago now, um, called Putty Pals on Steam. And yeah, I'm the creative director at Harmonious Games, and yeah, that's a bit about me, I guess. Yes, that's awesome. That's that's a huge <laughs> achievement. That like that that sort of that soon out of university. That's great. Thank you. Yeah, we saw Putty Pals at uh, PAX Australia actually back in October. Oh, cool. My at the time two year old was really into it. So oh, awesome. <laughs> I haven't I haven't, awesome. haven't picked it up for him yet, but I, I plan to do so soon. Oh cool. It it's more getting through the backlog of other games that we've we've had, but we both <laughs> yeah. plan to pick it up because we've both got young kids and <laughs> yeah. it just looks perfect to be able to actually oh, play yeah, the, cooperatively the, with them. Yeah, absolutely. The best thing is watching families play it. Um oh, it's so cool seeing like I think it's awesome seeing a generation of parents come through who have been gamers for a long time because they're bringing their kids into it and our game is kind of that perfect bridge of like bringing parents who've been playing games for ages with their kids who are sort of starting out in games and playing stuff I think it's really cool watching people play it and enjoy the experience it's like quite humbling to see no it was great I think it's the first game where he figured out that you could do two things at once, basically. <laughs> to, to like, he, he he jumped, you know, he jumped over a hole by pressing, you know, right and jump at the same time. So that's awesome. Um, that was yeah, that was really cool to see. So and oh, I remember when Ben was telling me is like, this is literally the only game here that he he picked up and just got it, oh, like really? almost yeah, instantly. He was, was yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, that's really nice to hear. All right. Well, I think we'll get started. Uh, so we are going to play a little game that we call Click Pitch, uh, and the way this works is all three of us have a random word generator in front of us, and when Trevor counts down three, two, one, we're all going to click, get a new word, and based on those three words, we're going to come up with a game idea, and you know, hopefully it'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully it will be a game. <laughs> hopefully it will end up being a game. That's about all we hope for. Yeah. <laughs> And if it doesn't, you won't hear it because we'll edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's pull up our random word generator. Mm-hmm. And I count three, two, one, and click. Ooh. Prohibition. Oh, okay. I've got rule. R-U-L-E. Okay, rule. Okay, and I got telescope. <laughs> <laughs> So rule and prohibition are kind of kind of the same. Yeah, they they kind of cover covers the same ground. Telescope yeah. though. <laughs> I'm trying to think what sort of game mechanics you get out of a telescope. Yeah. Just sort of aiming at things, viewing things from I, a distance. 
You're only allowed to view things in a telescope, <laughs> maybe? Yeah, maybe it's uh, kind of a, a adventure puzzle game sort of thing. A bit of, um, shit, what's that movie? Rear Window. Rear Window, yep. Yeah. Where, but it's set in the, what is it, the 20, 20? When was Prohibition? <laughs> 40s, 20s? I should know this. 20s, yeah. I think it's... 20s, I think. Yeah. Sometime early well, speak in the 1900s. E- speakeasies are definitely, um, definitely 1920s, so. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there you go. There. So, yeah, what's that? Flappers and speakeasies and all that sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah, really? maybe it's set set in the 20s, but you're, you're for some reason... You're stuck in one room, but you have to sort of well, maybe view you're people from a distance. Like the cops who have to, you know, take down the speakeasies and the people who have alcohol. So mm. you're just like looking through your telescope, searching for people drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something, okay. you or know, and then drunk, just like... drunken people walking out of a walking out of a flower shop or something like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so just basically like an observation based game. Yeah, it could be in VR. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah, that would probably work well for that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. Because it's very much about where you're paying your attention at any particular point. Yeah. To make sure you, you, yeah, you don't miss things and that you see. Yeah, I wonder if there's a narrative around it, do you think? Or is it more of a, a procedural kind of... <laughs> well, it <laughs> could be narrative-based because if it, it was like a point-and-click game, you could turn that into a very heavily narrative-based game. Mm. And then, like... How do you do point and click in VR? I don't know. Well... <laughs> it's like, look and... <laughs> well, that's what the controllers are for. You could probably, like, yeah, look, reach out, click, zooms in or something. <laughs> you hold down the triggers and you, you pull open, sort of like you, you're doing the pinch and all that sort of stuff yeah. from, from the touchscreen. Except you're using your whole fingers just to zoom right in and go, <laughs> okay, they're coming out totally of this... Do that. This particular yeah. place. Well, I like just the physicality of of lifting your telescope or binoculars up to your eyes as well. Yeah, so you can that'd kind be of you cool. can take them down and get a view of sort of the street, but no detail. But then you know you see something suspicious, and it's it's an actual act of bringing it up to your eyes and looking through. Yeah, that'd be cool. That's kind of neat. So is it sort of like a steampunky nineteen twenties where, <laughs> like, there there's or or maybe like a futuristic 1920s if you know if you know what i mean like it's yeah. a different timeline that you've so got like, like minority reports sort of screens that you can <laughs> that you can sort of play around with but so all it's the, the fashion it's the is fu- the it's, 1920s <laughs> it's the far future of the 2020s <laughs> <laughs> where it's, people it's are dressed basically up basically steampunk kind of it, yeah. it is it is retro <laughs> yeah <laughs> they've gone back to to dressing like the 1920s and the second prohibition. That's definitely going to happen, at, at least the, the the fashion. I'm sure in the oh, 2020s absolutely. people are going to bring back the 1920 1920s fashions. Yes, because we see a lot of, you know, the 1910s, for, uh, World War One fashions at the moment. <laughs> True. Come True. on. The, the, uh, it's not an iconic, like the 20s are an iconic fashion period, you know. Yeah, True. 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 But I, I'm just imagining. I, I went to Halloween that... as a flapper once. What? As a flapper. <laughs> I went to Halloween as a flapper once. It was okay. It's my best costume you, ever. You have got to provide the photo for our listening audience. Wow. <laughs> oh, I may do. I don't know if I want that getting out there. <laughs> okay, so back to the game. Yeah. Um, yes. I'm imagining in the middle of this city, there's this massive tower, and it's like the police tower. Kind of mm. like if you remember the game. Um, Half Life oh, Two, 
<laughs> no, 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 no. I'm thinking, um, oh, it was a Microsoft game, Crackdown. Remember okay, how Crackdown yes. had that massive police sort of tower right in the middle? And so at, at the start of the game, you're a police officer at the top of the tower. You got your you got your binoculars out and you've been sort of alerted to this one side of the city that there might be a speakeasy over there. And so because you're so high up, you can actually see down, see all the neighborhoods around, all that sort of stuff. And you've just got to literally observe and maybe you can tag a few people to see where they're going. And Yeah, I was going to say, I think tagging people like that is, is going to be important. You know, the sort of... Um is like Far Cry does it and that sort of thing where you can yeah. you can tag specific people and then you can sort of see them through through buildings and stuff so you don't lose them as easily. Yeah. Uh, but you could uh, if we're, if we're going future, you could weave that into the narrative a bit and into the world building that you know, you literally do tag them, you somehow like, you know, get their geo code or whatever because everyone in the future is, is geotagged at all times. <laughs> mm-hmm. But perhaps there are perhaps there are places like perhaps in the speakeasies They've got Faraday cages. <laughs> yeah, well, they exactly. They can block it. So if you're actually not watching them, you know, you, you might have tagged them and so you can you can track them. But if you don't literally see them go into the speakeasy, then they go off your radar. That could be cool. Yeah, you could have some really cool cool. It'd be cool if your that. telescope had, like, biological readings or something. So you could see the alcohol content as, a, like, a stat <laughs> on yeah, the screen. Yeah. So you could see if, like, the alcohol content is really high and you're like, ooh, dodgy. Or maybe just to add a bit more, maybe to add a bit more strategy, you can't, you can't get that literally just from your telescope, but you can place uh, like sensors around the city or something, or there are certain things you can put around, or you can send out, I don't know, little little a drone or, or something. something. Drones, yeah, yeah, that you have to be closer to to read their alcohol content, so you can't, you know, it's not as easy as just looking at them. But yeah, you have exactly you have ways of at particular points or in particular ways that they've had alcohol at any particular point. Yeah. You see it ticking down, ticking down as they, as they like, uh, uh, as their body works through it. <laughs> Metabolism. And, and in this world, the metabolism is like out of this world. So you can I was just going to say, like it must be very good. <laughs> 20, 30 seconds that they've left the, um, left the speakeasy. And after that, well, or again, maybe it's another strategic thing. Maybe in this world there are pills you can take or something that metabolize the alcohol quickly. It's sounding yep. very Hunger Games esque, like like the capital where there's a there's a cure for everything and some weird way of explaining stuff. Yep, sounds like fun. Yeah, it really does. Really, I actually really <laughs> like this idea. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> okay, three, two, one, click. <laughs> Waffle. Decorum. Group. <laughs> Group. Okay, okay. <laughs> so this is a social yeah. uh, etiquette game about um, waffles. <laughs> and Or maybe it's like uh, waffles versus pancakes. You know, that, <laughs> that, that uh, yep. everlasting, everlasting battle. And it's about the ways that you pour the syrup onto them. <laughs> Wait, so uh, what what was the second word we got? Waffle Decorum. Decorum. Well that yeah. Is it? Okay. Oh boy. So it's a syrup pouring game. <laughs> uh and you have to make sure not to spill the syrup off your waffle. Because the group will laugh at you. Oh. Jeez, haven't you eaten waffles before? What are you doing? <laughs> wow. Decorum. That's such yeah, a Yeah, so I'm just wondering one. whether you can you can come into the the etiquette of how much 
how much syrup you're pouring on your on your pancakes versus your waffles because obviously your waffles have the those little pockets yeah, the that ridges. can hold the hold the syrup. Yeah. Whereas literally the pancakes, you know, it's going to dribble down onto the plate and all that sort of stuff and is that Well, it depends how it depends how the pancakes are made and how fast you because it will start to soak in, right? It soaks pancakes will soak in the syrup more than waffles will. You can tell I've thought about this at length. <laughs> and and sorry, what was your word, Laura? <laughs> group. Group. A group. Yeah. A group. Like a group of so I, waffles. Well, no, I think you're around the table at a bre- breakfast diner sort of thing. Yeah. Everyone's ordered their waffles or pancakes, and by looking around at the group, <laughs> it's another VR game. <laughs> you have to decide. <laughs> Because you're trying to get in, you're trying to get in with this group, and they have really strong opinions about how much syrup you should put on onto your waffles or pancakes, and so, oh boy. and 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 the method in which you deploy it. Um, so, so you're looking and then around the way at all these other people because yeah, I feel like the eating it, it would be the hardest part. Like that's where the decorum would really come into play. It's like, like yeah, plants. like do you cut really tiny pieces first? And then, mm. like, and it changes depending on whether it's waffles or pancakes. Because yeah, you lift exactly. up one pancake the, um, and put syrup in between. Do you cut a hole in the middle and then pour the syrup in the middle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. For a friend of mine, when I lived in Vancouver, taught me to basically best of both worlds. You get pancakes, but then you slice it into square, like squares, like a waffle, because then all the syrup seeps through into it, and you just get a lovely amalgam of of pancake and, and syrup <laughs> i feel like we've just created a cooking show for the best way to eat pancakes and waffles well no this is the thing the group is is judging you yeah and but all you have to go by is their facial expression so like you're there cutting up your things and you look up and someone's just looking at you with this incredulous expression yeah. on your face and so you know you've done it wrong for that person and you try to ingratiate <laughs> yourself into this group over the course of many breakfasts oh wow <laughs> so i've just taken this in a in a multiplayer direction of yeah um, oh okay everyone's got a vr mask on obviously um, you're sitting at your table, but pretty much everyone's got like almost you know a dungeon master screen in front of their in front of their like <laughs> pancake, yep, so you yep. can set like up how going. you want to how you want to set up your pancake. So you can you can you know um, use the VR controller to actually cut your pancakes into those squares, and then after you know 45 seconds or whatever it is that you've had to had to set up how your pancakes are going to go. Everyone removes the screens, their screens and then that's when you all pour the um you all pour the the syrup at the, the same syrup. time. <laughs> and it's and, and so wait, what's the goal then? The goal is to not be the the um the person judged as like the messiest. Oh, okay. okay. So okay. everyone gets to judge who so they just, think is the messiest. Okay, so it's just a judge. Okay, so you get to judge, or maybe is it messiest, or just who did it the the worst. Like, Who did it the worst? Is there some specific metric that we're going for, or um, what could well, be like? You, know you how... could be say like who did it the neatest, and then who did it the messiest, and then like whoever did it the best is the most decorumest. <laughs> they have the most decorum of what <laughs> decorum. You forgot about the second round, which is the eating, uh, and that's oh, when you've yeah. got you know the knife oh. and fork that you're doing in there that you can actually have a look at people at the end. 
based off the syrup mechanics that you got in the well, game. Well, each bite, see... and each each bite that you take, it gives you stats on like how syrup soaked <laughs> that bite was. It's about efficiency of getting. Maybe it's about how much pancake. Milk. I mean, it's exa- <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's about the ratio of syrup ratio. To, to pancake slash waffle. And oh, you know, I, I just really want to play a VR game where you can like physically interact with like well simulated waffles and pancakes. <laughs> like that sounds really fun. And then just I just pour really syrup want over to eat it. them like, now. Like we just keep talking yeah, about waffles true. and syrup, and <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man, I, I could so go for some pancakes right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm literally imagining behind these these dungeon master screens, like someone creates like a waffle house. Yeah, absolutely. And they pull it yeah. pull it back and when they pull the syrup over it, it looks like, you know, like a um like a syrupy Christmas village or something like that. It's like oh my But God, the thing that is that's awesome. But the thing is they might win the first round, but that's not gonna be the most efficient way to get no. syrup and, and waffles into you. Like that's gonna fall to pieces when you start cutting it up. Whereas yep. the person who's just like laid their pancakes or like, you know, sandwiched a waffle between two pancakes and laid it out in the in the exact you know, right configuration to soak up as much syrup as possible. Like they're going to get the most points. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you got points for creativity. So yep. the um the creativity of creating the waffle house. You know that everyone will go, wow, that was so creative. Um, and then you'll go for most practical, or maybe maybe you don't give it for most practical because most you don't want to um have people having it just a pancake stack because that's just boring. No, well, I think I think there's definitely I think there's a skill. Uh, a skill-based round in how you both pour the syrup and then cut up and eat it, <laughs> where there there are there are actual metrics of of yeah like syrup consumed per bite and that sort of thing, and that all adds up. And then you got the bonus round, which is the butter round. Like, um, yeah, it's almost the tiebreaker. Like, it's like how much of the bowl bowl have you got left? Or... <laughs> like... Oh yeah. Yeah, it, all sorts of modifiers you could bring in. Yeah, you could bring in so like bacon as well. Or like people like it. fried chicken and waffles these days. We could just add in random other that's, food sources. That's DLC. That's DLC. lots of DLC. That's that's <laughs> yeah. monetizing. <laughs> yeah, A BLT exactly. DLC. Oh god. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> and of course, you can just throw waffles at each other and stuff. Oh yeah, just for the yeah, fun. For one of those sure. things that you can actually pick everything up and sabotage yeah. other people. Yeah, <laughs> you have to have that. Have to. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Oh, well, man, I want. I I definitely want to play that. That's awesome. And I just want pancakes. <laughs> yeah, I just yep. really want pancakes. Okay, three, two, one, click. Minimalist. Variety. Haunt. <laughs> Haunt. Haunt. Yes. H a u n t. Yes. Okay. 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 This is gonna be a good one. Uh, I'm amused at at minimalist and variety though, because I feel like they kind of are at odds. But yeah, definitely. So I mean, I mean, right away I go to because minimalist. I just think of the graphic style, um, yep. yeah, sort of nice, sort of uh, flat colors or, or you know blocky, blocky yeah. characters in some way. Yeah, and variety. I, I actually think of the multitude of of like mini games and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, that's a that's good point. That's where I sort of go. Oh, okay, so that's, some that's sort of ghost-based mini variety game. of the variety can be variety of playstyles, maybe. Yeah. That so is there work. some sort of connective tissue between these mini games though? Like what are that? What are we Well, I suppose you could do the pretty like standard gotta get out of the haunted house type scenario. But mm. you have to travel through each room which has a different variety of 
play styles and <laughs> games that you have to do or something, maybe. Yeah, I guess the yeah, like the I'm trying to bring in the minimalism and how that would how that would actually play out in this sort of game and whether it would affect the gameplay, you know. Yeah. I'm just wondering would would this be suited to like a asynchronous multiplayer sort of game where oh. maybe one person's playing playing the ghost and the other players are are sort of teaming up to actually oh, escape this no this house. That's cool. Or whatever it is. But the graphic style is is, you know, very Well, minimalist. maybe okay. Very simple. So maybe maybe when we say minimalist, we take the graphic style and maybe it's literally so minimalist to the point that it's like everybody is is portrayed by like a single pixel. <laughs> and so whoa. Yeah, so it's like huge, I mean, not huge pixels, but it's obviously low res sort of top-down view of this house. And it, I'm not sure whether this will play into the variety of mini games or not, but your asynchronous multiplayer thing made me think of it. Um Trevor because uh just yeah the idea that one person is playing the ghost as the other people play people trying to escape and as a single pixel like you've got very little you can do but maybe it's that you can kind of change the color of that pixel to blend into the background and so it becomes almost this pixel hunting thing you can you can hide <laughs> yourself in a room because you're the one slightly off color pixel <laughs> <laughs> oh boy it kind of like made me think of Pac-Man for some reason, because of like the yeah. you know like it, but instead of lots of ghosts, it's lots of people, and then like the ghost that's chasing them. Oh, so we kind of the Pac-Man other way around. Yeah, mm. I kind of that's immediately what I thought of when all the tiny pixels and stuff came to mind. I was just like, is this Pac-Man? <laughs> <laughs> but the opposite. That could be, it's basically multiplayer Pac-Man, but yeah, yeah one, one ghost, multiple. Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of sounds like fun, though. I totally play. Yeah, that. I'm it sure really I'm... does. <laughs> <laughs> so is is it just a, it's just Pac-Man gameplay though? <laughs> you're just trying to you're just trying to get dots. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you as a ghost, your idea is to try and find Pac-Man and <laughs> take him out until you know he gets a power pill, and then you've just got to run like run like buggery. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It's that sort of that sort of thing, you know. Can you stop Pac-Man before he collects all the dots? Yeah. Um, um, can you can you bring? I wonder if we can bring in some new mechanics. So, as the ghost, like, can you kind of hide yourself? Can you? Do you have any way? Because I mean, if it's literally one ghost versus Pac-Man, like, Pac-Man's... oh no, I'm I'm thinking everyone plays a ghost, and the asynchronous comes from that one player who's Pac-Man. Oh, okay. So we're not flipping it anymore. It's now it's multiple ghosts and one Pac-Man. It's just multiplayer Pac-Man. <laughs> yeah, multiplayer Pac-Man. But do you have the Pac-Man is AI? Ooh, oh yeah. no, you gotta. Surely you gotta have. You could definitely have Pac-Man. everyone be a player for sure. Yeah, it'd just be you just have to balance that stuff out. Uh, this is similar to there was a um, a game I think when the Wii U came out. I think it was part of their like pack of mini games, Nintendo Land uh, or whatever it was. Yeah, Nintendo Land or whatever, um, where it was basically this, where one person plays the ghost, and they're the pe- they're the person who has the Wii U screen, like the the handset or whatever, yep. hand, whatever you call it, uh, and everyone pad, else yep. just had the the Wii U con- the Wii controllers, uh, and they were looking at the big screen, and so the the person who was controlling the ghost could obviously see where they were, but the people who were playing the people couldn't see where the ghost was. 
So I want, yeah, like that's kind of, uh, that came to mind when you said, talked about asynchronous as well. You know, that idea that the ghost has more information than than the players. Mm, that's really cool. I don't know if we bring that into Pac-Man <laughs> or what, but, <laughs> but it, yeah, it's a really cool idea. It's really interesting being able to give uh, one player more information than the other players. Yeah, Maybe we sure. go the opposite. Maybe we go the complete opposite and throw away minimalism and it's a VR game. <laughs> and so the person in, wait, how would that work? The people who, the people who aren't in VR have more information than the person who is in VR because they can see the screen, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where I'm going. I just, I'm just, I'm just, I, I'm just, I just people. <laughs> I just had a thought. Like the one thing that always annoyed me about Pac-Man was that most times that you see ghosts, they can mm. go through walls and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But in Pac-Man, they they literally had to follow the maze as well. So you can have that um, that idea that you were having about the ghost being one ghost on many Pac-Man. Mm. Um, but basically, the the ghost has no clip turned on. Right. So <laughs> the ghost they, can go through the walls, yeah. The ghost can go through the walls. They get maybe a little bit of information as to... As to where where the where the Pac Man players are, but all right. the Pac Man players have like you know that that thing from Aliens the oh um, yeah like the, the, movie? the so of they mo- can actually yeah but <laughs> Man, the thing I feel is like we're throwing a lot of spaghetti at this point <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm just know. sitting here like I'm not what? sure much much is sticking <laughs> <laughs> I'm 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 just trying to to come up with a game I know, that I want to play I know. <laughs> it's fine. I'm just yeah, we've we've gone all over the place on this one. I think I think like, we cut our losses. Yeah. It feels like a pie and you're just putting like every ingredient you've ever loved in the pie and then the pie yep. is just like this crazy concoction of food. Yeah, it's probably not gonna taste too good. <laughs> Either way, no right. clip turned on for the ghost. Okay. But <laughs> okay. but they leave they leave like the ectoplasm behind, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> Take it with that. I feel like if we I feel like if we'd followed any of those a bit better down the right path we could have got somewhere but as it, as it is I think I think maybe it's a lost cause okay so I think it's about time to go into the eye of the storm so you can uh, find us on Twitter and Facebook just uh, search for Bitstorm or on both it's uh, slash Bitstormcast uh, come along tell us if you know if you had ideas based on the prompts that we've had Send them to us. Comment on our Facebook post. Send us on Twitter. We'd love we'd love to hear other people's takes on on what we might have come up with or what obvious ideas we might have missed based on the prompts that we that we do. Yep, uh, you can find us on iTunes and now Stitcher and Google Play. Oh, Google Play Music, isn't it? Yes, Google Play Music. Something like that. <laughs> I don't think it's actually even available in Australia to Australians yet. So, no, probably not. Uh, but Stitcher, Stitcher, but and iTunes soon, definitely. Soon. Yeah, shoot, shoot us a review or, or subscribe to us there for, for updates to our, when we release new episodes. Uh, you can also find those episodes on our website, bitstormcast.com. Uh, we'd like to thank Kurudust, of which we are previous members. <laughs> yeah. um, they pro- they've provided us very kindly for free the music at the start and end of the podcast, as well as, as, well as the music underneath the Eye of the Storm. So thank you very much. Us. Uh, <laughs> us, yeah. And uh, we'd also just like to send a quick plug out to Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Uh, they, they're a great website for recording podcasts and we use those to record, re- sorry, we use them to record our guests. Uh, and 
Yeah, Laura, do you want to just give us, uh, let our listeners know how they can find you? Yeah. Um, so my personal Twitter handle is at LC Voss. I'll just search for Laura Voss. I'm sure I'll come up or one of my Facebooks will come up. You can search for Harmonious Games on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is at Harmonious Games and Putty Pals as well, uh, just at Putty Pals. And just uh, our website is HarmoniousGames.com and you can find out all of the info that you want about uh, our company and Putty Pals. So, yeah. Great. We'll put all those links into the show notes as well. Cool. All right. Let's get back into it. Okay. Let's go for another one. Three, two, one. Click. Blemish. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah. I got mole. I got mole. <laughs> and I got raining. Like it's raining outside. Raining? Okay. I, I I changed that. I went adjective and common this time. Oh, okay. Nice. Raining, mole, and blemish. <laughs> so you're so you're a mole. <laughs> yeah, like I was actually going to say. Um, it's definitely got to go a with mole. really bad acne. Yeah, mole. a blemished mole. I was actually thinking. Maybe it's a maybe it's a game where you got a mole out in the garden whose okay. whole thing ruining is your vegetable when, garden. It's trying it's trying to ruin the garden, which is a blemish on on this perfect street. <laughs> so you you as you as your player, you have to you have to try and work out how to how to stop the the mole from digging up the garden and all that sort of stuff. So you can lay down traps and all that sort of stuff. Right, but yeah. when it's raining is when, like, the gardener literally doesn't want to be outside. So that's when the mole can sort of get his parts, you know, a little bit further. So if he wants to totally destroy the vegetable garden, he can do that while it's raining. See, I... That's not that's not bad. And maybe we'll come back to that. But where yep. my mind went was, I feel like there's more fun to be had in playing as the mole. Okay. Uh, just because you could have some interesting mechanics around digging your tunnels... And the rain could come into play in that you have to you have to dig them in such a way that when it does rain, it doesn't just flood your entire tunnel system, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yep. And and it's and it's uh, the type of mole you are is the the very rare endangered blemished mole. <laughs> 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 uh. So am I the only one who like heard mole and thought like mole on a face? Oh no! I, mean, I, I thought, thought that, that first, and then oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I thought that particularly when Trevor said blemish. Cause yeah, cause I, <laughs> I totally went. I like, away on the purpose. mole is the blemish on the face, yeah. and it's raining. And then you guys went in the garden and the mole, and I was like, "Yeah, that's a more like useful <laughs> thought other than moly moly moly." I, I just didn't want to double up with moly moly moly. We had we had blemish already, so mole can go somewhere else. I'm really liking your idea there, Ben, about um, going into tunnels and and having to sort of construct them in in such a way that you know yeah. when it does rain, it doesn't. Yeah, doesn't that's it. Flood uh, and... and I wonder. I guess it's just about like how technologically advanced is this mole? So, <laughs> are you are you having to like build um, structures under there to hold up your tunnels and make sure they're strong enough so that when it does rain, uh, you know, can we take it in that sort of level? Yeah, where you know, maybe it could even be one of those games where you're sort of building these great systems so you can, you know, you dig a hole straight down underneath the garden and you can put in uh, like a conveyor belt 
that that grabs that, that grabs the carrots or whatever from the garden, brings him down, and puts him into a you know a mine cart that brings it along. You could really you know, <laughs> yeah, that sounds uh, rad. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> and then and then yeah. So I don't know if it's one mole or maybe like a colony of moles. It could it could almost be yeah, like a sort of a um, a base building sim game sort of thing. Yeah, where you are building these systems. Well, it doesn't even have to be a mole as we know it. It could just be, you know, a mole person, as in, you know, they <laughs> they live below the surface of the, surface of the earth, yeah. and yeah. so, and they live by stealing from people's gardens, and so <laughs> yeah. on the surface, you, you've got a number of different gardens, and you have to, yeah, you've got your you've got to dig out your resources, build your your systems that you know to auto- automate stealing from these gardens, basically. I, I feel like my <laughs> programmer would love this. <laughs> Yeah, he loves Factorio it's... and has been trying to get me to yes. play it for so long. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can handle all this system stuff. But if it was a mole living underground trying to get his carrots, I think I could get behind building a system for that. Definitely. <laughs> and then you've got for some sure. interesting. Then you've got some interesting things in there as well, because amongst your like. Uh, civilization of moles, you have to determine if one of them's a mole. Try to <laughs> and they're, and they're your blemish your on society. <laughs> they're your blemish. They're the blemish in your in your little oh, mole yeah, society. There you go in the colony. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be cool too if you could set up traps in the garden for the humans so that they can't reach your your systems that you've got in place to steal all the veggies. You can also yeah, set up that... defense systems and traps so the humans never make it to you or something. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, that could definitely be part of the stuff you have to build is is keeping them away. Or maybe yeah. just like... Distractions you've even. Got, yeah, or you've got sensors and things that, you know, you can put... Uh, you know, a sensor over here that if they if they break through that beam, your whole system just shuts down and like buries itself under the ground so they can't see it. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe there's a, a detection element uh, to that. Yeah, that you have to do this all in secret and not be not be detected by the humans. But in the extreme case, that could definitely be also yeah, trapping them or <laughs> knocking <laughs> them out. Yeah, it'd be hilarious <laughs> if they stepped into one of those like old school, like always in Indiana Jones type movies with the, the net on the ground <laughs> yes. and they just step into it and then they get caught in the net in the tree hanging there and stuff like that. And then they just have to sit there and watch the moles take everything. Just take their whole garden. Yeah. <laughs> My cabbages. Yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm now picturing, I'm now picturing like the, um, the DLC down the, down the track <laughs> that um, actually brings into the human harvesting portion of it so you realize that (laughs) what okay keep going yeah (laughs) so so you're you're literally trying to provoke the humans to come over and and and, you know realize that human flesh gives you more nutrition you put out like burgers and chips and stuff to lure them and just be like "Mm, what's that oh burgers Burgers, they come over and they get hit by you know like the um the air hammer to the to the back of their head so that you know oh, they're, geez. they're, <laughs> <It's getting dark. laughs> they're out like that minimum, and then, minimum you know, of you pain. Got soil and green <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you, you took that dark man that escalated I know. <laughs> yeah, but it's dlc it. it's not part of the normal game you know oh, it's like it's like when call of duty brings zombies in is that exactly is that it? You, well, there you, you go. Zombies in there. Maybe they come back as zombies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as if they we don't have enough first. zombies in games. 
but no, I like the I like the idea of having the civilization that um underground the whole the whole blemish mole idea of of having you know a mole who's actually a spy for another mole organization. Yeah, to steal yeah. Your, you're competing your with ideas. other colonies. It's this gives me really good flashbacks to things like Simant. Oh uh, God. But, but with much yes. more interesting, much more interesting mechanics. <laughs> yeah. So, um, obviously, Mole Hill is something to do with, you know, you got to minimize how many you actually leave in the garden. Otherwise, they they realize that there are that there got are moles. There, there are moles there. <laughs> um, you have to deal with exterminators and yeah. yeah. So what I've what I was actually thinking is with the interface on on the screen. Do you actually know how close to the surface you are? So is it one of those things that you can only tell not through something saying on the on the UI saying that you're you're five meters deep at the moment, but more you gotta look at the actual um structure of the of the clay or, or whatever it is around you and you you start learning, you know, if it's if it's getting rather loose then you know that you're near to the surface, so you gotta be very careful not to break through, otherwise you create a mole a molehill. That would be really cool. That you then have to clean up if you if you don't want to be detected. Yeah, because I, I think I think nowadays, like, a lot of games give you too much information on the screen, yeah. information that you normally wouldn't have, because, yeah. you know, you're, you're a mole under the ground. How, how would they know how close to the surface they are? Yeah, I do, I do like that idea of that you, you have to learn by environmental clues. Yeah. Based on, yeah. I think, it, it, like, you'd learn from your mistakes, too, by breaching the ground, and then you'd be like, oh, shit. Nope. That's it, yeah. It's one of those things where you, you get better as you play it because yeah, exactly. you're, learning, you're learning about, you're just getting better at the game and picking up information that the game's giving you. Yeah, yeah that's kind of cool. I mean, I was thinking of this more of a of a God view sort of thing once we got to multiple moles and building up big colonies and stuff, but it could be interesting if you're just playing like the, le- the head mole <laughs> um, and so you literally have to do all the digging yourself and, and yep. yeah, you, you can only see... You don't get that overall view necessarily of your entire colony. Yeah, kind of like um, if you remember Red Faction, how you know how you could bust, you could create like holes in the dirt and all that sort of stuff. And sometimes, as you as you're blasting your way through, you didn't know where you were about to hit. You just sort of had to. Yeah, or even I mean, just Minecraft, right? Like, yeah, yeah. There's a real aspect of that in Minecraft where you can just you can get lost through digging. Yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I like maybe later, maybe maybe later on, you you because as you go up the tech tree, you build your like sonar device so you can get <laughs> oh, yeah. a view of your you get a view of your entire colony later on. Yeah, end game. <laughs> or or you or you do that thing that um you know some of the other games do where you've got all that sort of power at the start, and then they go well back in my day like maybe maybe you got Grandpa <laughs> Mole going well back in my day and it goes back in time and he's got like. No technology or anything like that as he's talking no. to the talking yeah. to the kids. Just his trusty shovel. <laughs> <laughs> his spade. Well, I really like that. I think that's, that's cool. really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. Yeah. Three, two, one, click. Fresh. Platform. Culmination. Culmination. <laughs> that's a great descriptive word for a game. Culmination. Uh, well, I mean, that could just talk about like it's a game where things come together at the end into the climax. They yep, yeah, culminate in some way. Uh, so it's a fresh Prince of Bel Air platformer. 
Hmm. Um. <laughs> you don't like that idea? Come on. <laughs> you could have you could have levels where you um where you get flipped turned upside down and you have to go back. <laughs> no. <laughs> All I'm imagining uh, is like this this old like NES ROM hack that yeah. that is <laughs> like it's it's just Mario levels but it's just Fresh Prince of Bel Air sprites. Yeah. <laughs> They've just hacked in the theme song into the background in like and it's the only thing that plays throughout the entire game. There's no yeah. variations on it. Over and over. But it but it culminates in like this this <laughs> amazing amazing couple, uh, couple of levels where yeah, the entire world does get flipped up flipped upside down and you've got to go all the way from where you were all the way back to the start. <laughs> and it's all upside down this time. So like from Bel Air to Philadelphia, is that how it goes? Yes. Yeah, like <laughs> I may be looking at the I may be looking at the lyrics for the for the theme song. I don't know them off by heart. Wow. Um, and just I'm just picturing it ending on like a really pixelated version of like Carlton doing his dance at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew Friend, Fresh P- Prince of Bel Air better because like I never watched it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're showing our age, Trevor. <laughs> Yeah, I just realised that if you only finished uni in 2015, that, yeah, when did you finish uni, Ben? (laughs) 2002. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little bit of an age gap there. So maybe not Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. What else? Okay, okay. Well, let's see. Well, let's take it somewhere else. So fresh, I think fruit or vegetables. Yeah, Yeah, same here. That's what I think too. Last one. Platform. Um, I mean, platform. I just think of a platformer, and we haven't done many platformers. What? But uh, what? What can we bring new to platformers to that uh, genre? Well, oh, nothing. That's the <laughs> Not eternal 3D. question, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not three D. No, three D has been done. Two right, so something about done. fresh. Something about freshness. <laughs> freshness. So it's a fresh take on platforming. Um, it's in <laughs> four dimensions. Well, that's kind of just like braid or something, right? Five dimensions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just keep adding dimensions until we get something new. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, um... I don't know. I used to, I used like platformers used to be my favorite genre when I was uh, a kid. You know, a, an early teen, uh, and some of the earliest air quotes game design that I did was me drawing up levels of platform games that I wanted to make and I was always the main character was always some cool kid on a skateboard and and it was just fresh as hell (laughs) well there you go it was fresh I actually made a platformer in second year at uni with um, a group of people and you were on a pogo stick and you were just for some weird reason you traveled through dimensions to strange places but you had to constantly bounce on the pogo stick and you had no choice yeah you had no you couldn't get off the pogo stick and the pogo stick had a face and a voice and oh cool you were just on some weird ass journey with this pogo stick that could talk and you collected junk food for health and yeah it was bizarre so you never know with platformers 
You can do some pretty See, weird stuff. That sounds, except for the fact that you can't get off the pogo stick, that sounds exactly <laughs> like Commander Keen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very, oh, I was going to say it was very is, Commander Keen. <laughs> we none of us had ever played it. Well, I was going to, I was yeah. going to say though, the age gap, Trevor. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's before before their time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, pretty a much. lot of people must have been thinking about Commander Keen at that time. <laughs> yeah, and it's just and you know the world consciousness. Yeah, <laughs> that's how it came back to you. Um, but yeah, let, let's take this kid on a skateboard being fresh as hell. Um, yeah, okay, all right. <laughs> yes, finally, finally, my game from like year eight is being is going to be made. I look, just give me a second. I'll pull out my old piece of paper <laughs> where I drew in like HB pencil, so they can't even be read anymore. It'd be cool if it was more like the hoverboard from Back to the Future. Okay, that's even yeah. better. That's fresh as hell. Yeah, <laughs> that's fresh, totally fresh. Yeah. <laughs> Because then you can do some like cool flying tricks instead of just like your kick flips yeah, that, or whatever. Yeah, that's how called. you can bring in your like. That's how you can bring in your like your wall jumps and. Yeah, exactly. You get a bit more verticality in there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Maybe you've got a maybe you've got a boost. Maybe maybe uh, Back to the Future style, you can strap on power. And like like a you could turn it into kind of like a scooter with handlebars for like fully sick tricks and whatnot like so maybe you can oh, like go yeah. in the ceiling but if you've got the handles you can like hold on and stuff I that'd like be kind of cool yeah you get I you like get scores too. based on how many tricks you're doing but also it's a traditional platformer in that you're like bouncing on the heads of enemies and things yeah exactly that would be cool all right who are the bad guys hmm perils <laughs> <laughs> That people who are, the case. people who are who are literally like thirteen years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well in high school it probably would have been like bullies, or yeah. parents, or yeah, girls. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> what if it was literally like all of the people who tell you to get off the the hoverboard in the first place, like grumpy old people who were like. Yelling get off at my you. lord! Yeah, Shaking exactly. Their fist. Like, get off your hoverboard. Go to do something worthwhile, and you literally just bop on their heads until they like get stunned or whatever <laughs> with the stars going around, <laughs> and then you just keep going, <laughs> and you get which bonus just, of points course, for tricks and stuff. So, which, which is just of course a, a metaphor for you convincing them that you know your point of view is also relevant and. <laughs> But yeah. in game, yeah, you just bounce on the head until they get stars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're not condoning violence or anything. No, no, not at all. Again, not at against all. the elderly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we've got to keep. Going. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it's not really going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. There's some more stuff. There. <laughs> okay, three, two, one. Click. Prosecute. Local. Separating. Hmm. You're a divorce lawyer. <laughs> Where's the prosecution? Well, I guess you don't really in. prosecute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's not much prosecution there. Well, you could just be a you could just be a prosecutor in a a small town. Hence the local. There aren't many. Sort of thing. Lo- yeah, there and aren't. You're separating. Cool. You're separating the dodgy people from from all the. <laughs> That's a all stretch, the rest of the yeah, people. Okay. <laughs> all the rest of the um, well maybe you just have to take like divorce cases to to make because it's a, such a small town there's not that much crime um, so you have to take on divorce case, cases 
uh, because of the the one other lawyer can't can't in town can't actually do both of those. They're, so. just, not, they're just not very good. Like <laughs> yeah, but they can't do both sides. <laughs> oh right, they can't. Yeah, yeah. Oh that's right, it. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like I like this actually. You could bring some interesting like uh, narrative and sort of dialogue stuff into this. Yeah, you could create interesting characters. Mm. Do you just play from your desk and then you have some courtroom scenes? Um, or what probably, are you thinking? Or it could be thinking... like Ace Attorney. Have you played that? Yeah. Like, I've, I've played some of them, yeah. Yeah, so in that, you you to find out more information about the cases, you have to go to different areas <clears throat> in mm. different scenes and then investigate the scene to find out more information that you can then use in court. Yeah. That's what Ace Attorney does. So you could do something similar. I like the idea that you're a prosecutor and so you've got sort of you know, one or two big cases, but the way that you find information about what's going on in this small town is by handling all the divorce cases in between. And they and you're handling it for maybe the wives and they're giving you some gossip. Well, that's it. Or it's just, yeah, it's just finding out information about the people in this town. Although I don't know why this town has so many divorces if they don't, yeah. if they don't have that much crime. <laughs> but... <laughs> it's a lot of unhappy people. <laughs> Maybe it's not all divorces. Maybe it's just that you're a lawyer and you handle a bunch of different cases. There's civil, there's some separations, there's some... Yeah. Like Yeah. But that could be really interesting because you get to know the people in the town, right? And, and yeah, across handling these cases. And each case in itself, I mean, and, and this is kind of Ace Attorney-ish, I think, you know, is its own challenge and its own little story, but it, it also contributes to your, o- your overarching... Story. Big, big murder case or whatever it is. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. All right, I've got it and I've I've got something I've got something to really switch it up. Yep. We bring it into it's the same it's exactly the game we were talking about, but it's set in like a fantasy world with wizards and shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Just to make it that little bit more interesting. Yeah. And that would so be you great. Play, you play a woman called Veronica uh uh, some come up with a last name. Fizzle Sticks. Fizzle Sticks. Per- <laughs> awesome, <yes>. Veronica <laughs> Fizzle Sticks, wizard lawyer, and you're in this small village, and yeah, there, someone's been Avada Kedavra'd. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you're brought in. But like, it, it like the so your first your first little while is you're investigating it but the but the your lead you know the case goes cold the leads go cold and so you stick around and you're doing all like the local law cases you know so and so stole the mandrake root from my garden and yeah. you know he stole my potion recipe or yeah divorce she or cursed me <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah trying to separate the giants from like the dwarves the trolls yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I'm loving but, this, but it's all building towards yeah, towards you prosecuting the the final the final case and and piecing it all together. So so <laughs> I'm just wondering, fun. does it does it have like some D and D mechanics in in battles and stuff like that, or definitely not? No, no. I, I think you only see the aftermath of battles when like someone yeah. comes with an assault charge against someone. I think it's like this is the kind of game that would be more about like what you were getting at before with the dialogue stuff. I think it would be more Mm. a game about choosing the correct response to diffuse a situation. And if you don't choose the correct response, that's when like shit hits the fan. 
and it creates more work for you in the long run as the only wizard lawyer kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it takes you away from, from you know, you might lose certain information about the big yeah. case or so yeah. you have to work harder and get it from elsewhere. Yeah. yeah. You could bring in some really for good fourth wall breaking stuff though, Trevor, like around the D&D stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, well, I've, I've got an idea for um, in Ace Attorney, there's they keep on bringing in new mechanics that the the different characters, depending on on who you're playing at the time, can actually do. And I was thinking, you know, maybe during the court, maybe the courtroom or during the investigations, you can cast a zone of truth on someone and they've got to tell the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've got limited spell slots that you can use to, to fire off your lawyer spells. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. A persuade potion or something as well. Yeah. Invisibility to... Like you can cast like invisibility and just get... sneak around and get some get some information from these from this conversation that's happening over here. Mm. Yeah. But if you fail your your um your stealth check, your stealth check, <laughs> then you know you get caught and you don't get every piece of that conversation. Yeah, because yeah. I, I imagine this could be a real challenge for the programmers, just mixing these RPG procedural elements yeah. with actually making a narrative work. But hey, that's up to them. Yeah, exactly. We just come up with the ideas exactly. <laughs> you bringing in the um, whole D and D wizarding mechanics is probably the best part about that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, I, it just it felt like it was getting a little dry. I had to mix it up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I so want to. I so want to play. You know, an Ace Attorney game based in Fandolin or something like that. Yeah, yeah. it sounds awesome. Never and you could, you could make it really comedic and. Like, yeah, have exactly. Have some pretty funny animations. It'd be cool. Yeah, ha- having having you know a um a dwarf and a um, giant couple <laughs> who um you know it, it just it just so happens at the same time a male dwarf with a female giant who <laughs> who were just you know they're having a bit of a, a lovers Married, tiff and yeah. you've got to you've got to try and organise their the divorce or something like that or their yeah. couples counselling. When you, when you realise that they still do actually love each other, so you have to you go and find a ladder. <laughs> oh, that's so good. So many things that I can I can picture in this game that yeah, and you could really oh, there's, play there's around a... with the um with the whole relationship thing between all the different classes. Yeah, get a bard, and you know a, a, you got a wizard over here causing causing mischief. You've got well, I wonder if you could choose your own class as well when you start. Like if you can roll your you roll. Your own character to begin with, but they're always going to be a prosecutor. You roll, you roll the (laughs) stats of of Veronica Fizzlesticks beforehand, and so she could be a bard, or she could be a wizard, or she she could be a barbarian, and it 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 changes the way that you approach all the the different options you have as you approach these different. That is really cool. That different cases and stuff. Yeah. Adds replayability as well because you'd be like, oh, yeah, exactly. What does a wizard play like? Oh, what is a the rogue like how do they handle it <laughs> that'd be awesome the ranger yeah the ranger brings in like animals to to help calm people yeah. <laughs> help our animals yeah a barbarian can... would use scare tactics or something like intimidation yeah intimidation and stuff yeah, yeah. definitely and i'm <laughs> i'm awesome. gathering that you can also change choose your class so you can be like a half orc or a um you know an elf or a dwarf oh yeah or... that'd be good Choose your race, yeah. Half giant or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Does it change your perspective? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could change it how you communicate, though. Like, you know, if the giants hate the half giants because of, like, mm. mud blood yeah, type yeah, yeah. thing, then that makes it more difficult to communicate with them because if you're a half giant, then you're not going to yeah, communicate with Yeah, they're not going to be as well. open to you. Or, yeah. yeah. Well, adds so many layers. This game just, you know, can keep going. <laughs> Oh god, we could keep making. So- I, I'm just, I'm just going back to that idea of different perspectives, though, because I just love the idea of viewing over your desk as a dwarf. Like you can only just be yeah. see <laughs> over the top of your desk at these people sitting on a pile of scrolls or something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I love it. All okay. right, let's do one more one click more. pitch and then our final segment. Cool. Yes, three, two, one, click. Garble. Craft. Jest. Jest. Jest, craft, garble. Garble. Mm. What actually does garble mean? Well, I guess like garble, like garbled speech, like mixed up sort of thing. Ah, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. What if it's a game where, now bear with me, it's going to take a little while. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you're You're playing as high school students, setting okay. up for the prom, <laughs> and you as your character your character, you're trying to play a joke on everyone where you're going to garble up the letters on the on all the posters and that sort of stuff to try and well just maybe sabotage the, the prom because you don't you don't want um anyone coming to the prom because of your <laughs> yeah, you're a rebel or you know, your mum was Kerry and, you know, went psycho <laughs> at a prom and therefore you've got a you got something against the prom. Cause I was thinking, you know, you could actually have the craft is, you know, getting every everything done for the for the prom. Jess being, you know, playing the joke and Garble being you're trying to trying, trying to garble to up all the words. mix up all the words or <laughs> mix up all the posters and mix up dates and that sort of stuff. Thing is, you've got to do it surreptitiously so that they don't realise that it's you that is causing all these all these problems. Okay, so it's a high school based stealth game. Yeah. Alright, I like that to begin with. There's, there aren't enough games. Set in high school. Well, well there were probably enough. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just thinking. I do like the high school angle. Yeah, I'm not sure where to bring the kind of gameplay in, right? Like, yeah, that's what I was trying to think of as well. So I was thinking you could actually be, you know, trying to work out how to how to actually change change the posters around when pe- when people weren't looking, but also make right. it so that it's it's not that other people can actually notice that you've done that. Yeah. I guess it's just how does that work? You know, is it specific people that have to know? Because there's people everywhere at school. Is it that you have yeah. to sneak out of class? Yeah. To do it, break in at night. <laughs> <laughs> do it while other people are being talked to by a teacher and distracted. And mm. I don't know you got a few. You got a few ideas on how to. There are a few options. Yeah. Unless it was like you're part of a sports team or something, and then you're you're purposely trying to make them not win. Without anyone noticing somehow. Well, maybe you're on the cheer squad and you know how they like <laughs> hold up the letters and stuff? Yes. You, yeah. You have to somehow make them spell the wrong thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you supply there all you go, the wrong man. letters or something. That's it. There's your hook. You have to like sneak in and switch letters around that the, that the cheerleaders are going to grab um, <laughs> to make them just yeah. say curse words or something. Yes. <laughs> and the more creative, the better. Yeah. <laughs> or like, it's one of these. It's one of these schools that that goes all out, and they have like the band, the marching band that moves yes. very accurately to like make pictures and spell things out as well. And so you have to like 
sabotage their plans. So, you know, no, this person isn't going to go there. They're going to go over here and it spells something different. And it's all about garbling words. Yeah. <laughs> so That's good. I like that. I'm just wondering, are you trying to do it to your own school? So you're sabotaging your own school or are you sabotaging oh, the, it's the like a, yeah, other school? I like that. Yeah, it's a rivalry. competitive thing. Rivalry, yeah. That's cool. This is very American school. It is, oh, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> I guess there's so much of our culture comes from that, but Yeah. They do kind of have a rich <laughs> rival you know, rivalries and things. Yeah, okay. Can we get mascots involved? Is there like stealing the mascot? Yeah. <laughs> well sure. maybe one maybe of the one of the ways missions. to actually do it, you can you can steal their mascot costumes and then you can literally walk through their area without anyone noticing that you you don't actually go to their school because <laughs> right. you're yeah. in the mascot Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm liking this. It's I'm liking this as a hitman game, but you're not actually killing people. Um, <laughs> you're just but that trying same to sort of gameplay. Like team. it's it's yeah, it's like Hitman High School edition. <laughs> so that you can yeah you can disguise yourself and just get through without being noticed and yeah. And it's kind of like being the ultimate jester at school or like being the ultimate class clown. It's kind yes. of the vibe I get from this. It's like how many pranks can you pull to screw things up for everyone without being oh. caught kind of thing and maybe that's how you can like incapacitate people and stuff as you <laughs> as you're trying to you know your main mission is all right switch up the playbook for this for the marching band so that they spell out uh, fuck riverside or whatever whatever their, school, <laughs> their school's name is yeah. um yeah but but to do that yeah you can like steal mascot costumes or you can throw you know fart bombs or you can yeah uh you know all those sorts of schoolyard pranks yeah uh give people wedgies <laughs> yeah Maybe um, you get scored based on how much you bully other people versus more harmless style p- pranks as well <laughs> I'm just wondering if you can change the um, change the music that that the uh, walking or marching band are playing to yes. you know some heavy metal or something like that. But <laughs> oh, yes, <laughs> all, be all great. of a sudden they start playing you know smoke on the water or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> you just switch out their music. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I like that. That's cool. I've, we saved it. We saved yeah. that idea. It actually ended yeah. up being pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Hit, Hitman High School. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> I quite like that. Okay, Ben, would you like to explain to Laura what our final segment is? Yes. Yes, I would. So, in this one, what we do, uh, and since you are working for a game development company, <laughs> we're going to take your the game that you are working on, or in this case, probably most recently we're working on, unless you've got a new game that you want to announce on our podcast. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> okay. So, we're going to take your most recent game, Putty Pals. Yeah. And... We're going to throw away everything we know about that game except the name. Okay. And we're going to come up with a new game just based on, purely based on the name, using the name as a prompt. Okay. So, I I, I had a little think about this because I knew it was coming up. Cheating. Um, <laughs> I know, it's a little bit cheating. It's not quite improvised. And, and we've already talked about the age gap. How familiar are you guys with Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> pretty familiar but i don't i don't like remember everything about it okay but i'm pretty familiar i felt and i'm not sure the spelling is exactly right i don't know how they spelled his name but there was a character called putty so basically i'm thinking (laughs) your it's it's a game about all the seinfeld like side characters and maybe it's a point (laughs) and click adventure or something 
and it's it's their all point of friends. view. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's it's Newman, it's the soup Nazi. <laughs> yeah, it's um it's all the girlfriends. What's like Elaine's yeah, boss and get, stuff? Yeah, yeah. What's what was his name? Yeah, I can't remember. Oh, I can shit. remember Peterman. his face. Peterman, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's their point. I don't know if you have maybe follow some of the episodes of Seinfeld or if it's completely new stories where you just you get cameos from the main cast, but it's just about the adventures of of, of Putty and Pals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, I don't. I don't know where you go. I, I guess it's uh, the only thing I thought of was point and click adventure, but uh, <laughs> that was my idea. Okay, now let me throw let me throw my idea at you, Laura. Okay, all right. <laughs> Did you so, rethink this too, Trevor? No, just as you were just no. as you were actually talking about it, I started thinking. Okay, in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the <laughs> the. <laughs> Okay, bear with me. The little henchmen were called putties. Oh, so okay. I was thinking, you literally play the putty henchmen trying to beat the Power Rangers. It's putties, <laughs> like putty real. pals, and they're all trying to gang up on all the Power Rangers, and they keep on losing. So it's it's sort of like, can you actually work out a way in this beat 'em up to actually beat the Power Rangers? But it's almost like so Dark in a game Souls like that, were they? Uh, well, I was going to say we're. <laughs> <laughs> they were presumably kind of little minions, like they were pretty weak. I, don't, I didn't watch yeah. the show, so I don't really know. I wonder if there's more of an aspect of you're not playing a single one. No, you're playing the entire group. You're playing, yeah, almost like a Pikmin style thing or a... Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting how that would work in a beat-em-up. Mm. So if you've got an idea there, Laura, then... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we threw out, we just like blasted our ideas at you. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Oh, that's so hard to like separate myself from from the from game. From your own game, yeah. I the thing that I always think about when like, when I think about putty is actually like the stuff that builders use. You know, for okay. like actual putty that you seal like things. Putty, yeah. So maybe maybe it's just like some hectic game where you have to fill all of the gaps in stuff, like with with like the putty stuff. Okay. I don't know. And like you and your pals have to like fill the gaps as fast as you can or something bad is going to happen. So it's kind of like oh, yeah. it, it, it could be like a really quick kind of arcadey type feeling game where you've only got a say, certain amount of time yeah. and you've just got to putty everything really quickly and the screen could be really chaotic. I picture that as a really old school like Bubble Bobble-esque era yeah. kind of single screen arcade game with, yeah, like two to four players jumping around yeah. with their put- with their putty guns. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I, I didn't take it that way. I took it as a as a VR game. You're running around literally in room scale, just trying to like. Um, oh God, trying to find all the leaks. <laughs> so, so literally, four people in VR, not in the same room, but you know, playing over over different places. You've got a yeah. a major flood coming, and you've just got to putty up all the windows and all that sort of stuff in this house. Whoa. So. You you choose you choose a room. You run around and you got like your Sally's sort of gun. <laughs> yes, going yes. Liquid nails, liquid nails, yeah. pretty much. I could I could just imagine how much fun that would be. And you know you've got a timer of the flood is going to hit in four minutes. You know, yeah. This is yeah. This is another case, and I like that show. This is this is another case where, and I haven't played a lot of VR myself, but VR seems to make everything fun. <laughs> because the mechanics of the mechanics of squeezing putty out and like you can't do it too fast because it 
like gets too thin. Like you have to squeeze it out the right rate and move your hand at the right rate so you're getting a nice even seal. Yeah. That actually sounds really appealing to me in a game, which is ridiculous because I would never want to do that like on my own house. Yeah. Yeah. It would be it'd be pretty fun. I can just imagine that there'd just be putty stuff everywhere because no one would be doing it right because everyone's trying to rush and you just have all these <laughs> yeah. leaks and then there'd be piles of putty on the wall that didn't quite work. That'd be fun. It would be so just much to, fun. Just to make it even just to make it more video gamey, like, you know, video games you tend to want to do things you can't just do in real life. Maybe instead of a flood coming, maybe it's like a plague of insects or something. Oh, yeah. Okay, yep. It's just going to, it's these like tiny little gnats that are, they're like flesh eating gnats or something. And you, oh. there's a cloud of them coming <laughs> and you, and so you have to, yeah, you have to party up this house, seal it up as best you can. But as, as the cloud comes past you, like, you know, inevitably you won't get all the leaks. And so it becomes a bit more of an action thing that... Of you know, how long can you you're, survive? You're, well, yeah, you're <laughs> yeah. all in this one room because you think you've sealed it up and suddenly they start coming in the corner of the room. It's like, oh crap, you've got to go out the door and then try to seal up the door <laughs> that you've just come through really quickly to like stop them getting through. That could be yep, fun. I, I really like this idea. I've got <laughs> ideas for like... Un- unlike unlike reality, where you know one of those sillies liquid nail thing, they last forever. You you've <laughs> yeah, literally only true. got a small amount. You got to like take it out and get the new one, and you know locked and loaded in. And yeah, oh god. And you can like you know someone's trying to trying to seal up a door that's that's really important to get sealed because they're coming through in the other room and they run out, and so one of their friends has to like pull their their canister out and throw it to them, and they got to catch it in midair and slam it back into their putty gun. That oh, that'd be really so much fun. fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, that turned out well. <laughs> That's really cool, yeah. Awesome. All right, well, I think we'll finish it up there. Okay, cool. Yeah, thank, thanks for coming on, Laura. That was great. Oh, <laughs> thanks for having some, me. Some really good ideas there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was awesome. I might have to note some of those ideas down. Definitely. Them Steal them. Yeah. Steal them, make them. Give them to your programmers. Veronica Fizzlesticks. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Veronica Fizzlesticks. <laughs> oh, it's a series. It's a new IP. We can yeah, franchi- franchise off of that. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you for joining us today on Bitstorm. <laughs> Laura, do you want to give us... Uh, Laura, do you want to uh, tell our listeners where they can find you on the internet and such? Yeah, for sure. Um, so my personal Twitter handle is at LCVoss. Uh, my company's is at Harmonious Games. And there's one for our game as well, which is at Putty Pals. We also have a website, so just HarmoniousGames.com. Oh, and you can find us on Steam. Uh, there's links on Twitter and, and on our website, so you can easily find it there. Yep, great. Go buy it. It, uh, it was a lot of fun when I played it at PAX, and I'll definitely be picking that up soon for for my little one awesome all right i'm gonna say thank you again because yep. i did fuck that up didn't i <laughs> thank you for joining us today on bitstorm i am ben slinger i am trevor scott and i'm laura voss so a game where you're pretty much playing ace attorney in the D world <laughs> i'd play that <laughs> yeah i <I'd... laughs> definitely play that